Mark your calendars! The ADCES 24 Annual Conference parades into New Orleans August 9-12, through 12, 2024. Registration opens March 26, but you can start planning your trip now. Get ready to seize opportunities to connect, learn, and optimize your diabetes care and education practice. Stay tuned for updates at ADCES24.org. Hello, and welcome to ADCES's podcast, The Huddle, Conversations with the Diabetes Care Team. In each episode, we speak with guests from across the diabetes care space to bring you perspectives, issues, and updates that elevate your role, inform your practice, and ignite your passion. I'm Kirsten Yale, the Research Manager at the Association of Diabetes Care and Education Specialists. Our guest today is ADCES Director of Advocacy, Kate Thomas. Some of you have been asking for some nonpartisan information and resources to help you cut through all the noise you're hearing in this election cycle. Kate joins us to briefly introduce you to a new nonpartisan election guide to help you ask the right questions and better understand a candidate's stance on healthcare. It's great information for people who want to make more informed voting decisions but aren't sure where to start. Kate, welcome back to The Huddle. Thanks so much, Kirsten. I'm so happy to be here today. We are so happy to have you on. And I always love hearing about the ADCES advocacy efforts and how we can help out. In case you hadn't heard from all of the commercials and the advertisements, there's an election in just 20-something days. Yep, you can't miss it. So you're here to talk about the ADCES election guide. You know, when I learned about this, I was a little bit surprised. I know we're involved with advocacy, but you know, what role does an organization like ADCES play in an election? That's a really important question to ask, because as an organization, we're not in the business of telling people how to vote or really getting too involved in the weeds in terms of the election. But we were hearing from some of our diabetes care and education specialists saying that they were interested in learning about some of the candidates' policies around healthcare, but there was so much noise in the political arena that they were looking for some nonpartisan information and some nonpartisan ways to review what some of the candidates were saying. So we're not trying to tell people how to vote. We just want to provide them with some tips on how you can process some of the health proposals out there, how you can find election information, how you can engage with candidates, those types of things. So a little bit different form of advocacy, but I think it's so important with any election that you have some of these conversations with those running for political office. You know, that's a great clarification because diabetes and really any chronic disease is is a nonpartisan issue. Um, So how can people use this election guide? Or can, can you give us some ideas or examples? Sure. And I love that you just said that because we just are coming off of our ADCS Public Policy Forum. We did close to 100 congressional meetings. And that's one of the things that we talk about is diabetes is a nonpartisan issue. Healthcare should be a nonpartisan issue. We're, we're out there seeking bipartisan support for all of our bills and policies. So I think it's important to, to remember that. And so with the election guide, there's a number of different ways you can use the the document. So it contains some core principles that you can look for uh, when you're evaluating a candidate's platform on healthcare. So we're looking at policies that seek to enhance access to affordable services, medications, devices, supplies for all people with diabetes. That health equity piece is very important to ADCES and to diabetes care in general. 
We're looking at coverage policies. How do you approach ensuring that people have coverage for diabetes care? We also want to support the development and access to innovative medications and devices. How are we advancing coverage policies in that way? So there are some core principles that you can look at and, and say, okay, well, I, I can use these to see what people are saying and think of ways to maybe ask some questions of candidates. So it sounds like we can find all these core principles in the guide. Mm-hmm. So supporting affordability of services, coverage, medications, devices, and supplies for all people with diabetes. Again, this nonpartisan issue. But you, you kind of touched on this. How do we put these core principles into action? And I think that's the, one of the most challenging parts. Like we know what we want to be talking about and we know what's important, but but really, how are how can you use this guide? How can you put it into action? And there are a few different ways. And I think this election is very interesting because with the pandemic, people are voting at all different times. Um, You may have already submitted your ballot if you're in a state that is doing mail-in ballots, or you may be planning to vote earlier in person. So people are making decisions about candidates earlier than they normally would be in many cases. So we want you to use this election guide. There's some tips about how you can find out if there's an election in your area. So we have a section of our Legislative Action Center focused solely on elections. And it's just about finding where the elections are. So you put your zip code in and you can pull up all of the elections in your area. So that's one way you can use the election guide. Also, um, there's tips about how you can engage with the candidate. So some suggestions include looking for the candidate's website, asking questions for if they're having a town hall meeting or a virtual town hall how to contact their campaign office, and what questions to ask. And I think that's one of the silver lining about all of these political phone calls that we're receiving in these weeks leading up to the election. Campaigns may be contacting you and asking for your vote. That's a great opportunity to say, hey, I have some questions about what your platform is, and I work in diabetes care, and these things are important to me. How are you handling that? And so the election guide kind of frames that. So here are some core principles. Here are some actions you can take. And then we also have some questions that you can ask. For example, what proposals do you support that increase access to healthcare? Or how do you propose to lower costs for medication and healthcare services? So we really want to to make this an easy document for somebody who maybe wants to get more involved, but isn't really sure how to start. You know, and I love these um, town halls that have been popping up over the last maybe five to 10 years. They've really become a popular place for people to express their thoughts to their to their um, local constituents. Yes. And something that I recommend, too, I do this for myself, um, whether it's a candidate for office or it's your elected official, if you go to their website, usually first thing that pops up is a little box that says sign up for our newsletter. And I do that. Um, And I've been getting a lot of emails. My representatives been having town halls to talk about the pandemic, to talk about the election. And um, I I think it's it's a great way to just get on the mailing list and find out about some of the events that they're having. And it's an important time. I mean, we we have a presidential election, but we also have congressional elections and senatorial elections and local elections. So uh, things are changing uh, across the board. And I think it's an important way to engage. 
And something that I'm very interested in is you actually have a unique perspective on this. Um, as we're talking about engaging with campaigns or calling offices. So you, in fact, have volunteered with a political office, with a candidate for Congress, and you were on the the other end of those phone calls. So you were answering the calls and you were talking to constituents. Could you talk about how valuable some of those interactions were to you and, and how that informed what you passed on to the member of Congress? Kate, you know me too well. I'm pretty active in my community and working with our elected officials, mostly because I know they're voted into office to represent our local needs and perspectives. And, and you know, and this includes healthcare. One of my favorite jobs, as you alluded to, was volunteering with my U.S. representative. So our representative to the U.S. Congress from our local community, and he represents the needs of our community. So I worked in the local constituency office. I was the person answering all the calls from constituents and meeting with people when they visited the office. I can tell you from experience, the voice of the community was very important. So all of the concerns that were expressed, you know, that I took by phone calls or people walking in, they were all documented and sent to the DCE office for consideration. So the more people that call and express their concerns or, or stop into your, you know, your representatives or, or senator's office, the more the issue is considered for action. I would say it's it's probably important to note that the constituency office is different from the election office, but we're, you're mm-hmm. still going to get someone like me answering the phones, right? So I would love, Kate, to hear your perspective here. Like, why is it so important that we engage with the candidates? Yeah. And, and Kirsten, that's a great point. I mean, we, we are talking... If you are an elected official, you have an office that's separate from your campaign office. Uh, Those have to be separate legally, but the engagement with both of those offices is very similar. And something that you hit on is that you're really telling your story. We advance legislation, we work on policy issues, and some of those can be complex. And I think it can be daunting for people to want to talk to their elected officials or candidates for office about those those subjects, but really the value that the diabetes care and education specialist brings to advocacy is telling your personal story. What do you see happening in your community? What would you like to see changed in your community? And so it, it's that personal voice that's most important. And I hope it when people are listening, they take that away, that if they're on the fence about making a phone call or asking a question or contacting their legislator or or candidate for office, I hope they just keep in mind that it's the personal story. And that's how we really go about change. And you had asked, you know, why is it so important that we engage with candidates? And what we forget, we're so wrapped up in the election process, but they're candidates now, but after November 3rd, and certainly after January 3rd, when Congress goes into the next wave, they they become our members of Congress. They become our elected officials or our president. And we're just wrapping up our Hill Day, as I mentioned, our virtual Hill Day. And we've been trying to build support for the Expanding Access to Diabetes Self-Management Training Act, which would uh, remove some of the barriers to accessing DSMES uh, for Medicare beneficiaries. And we've also talked about telehealth expansion. But whoever is elected in November will be the people that we're reaching out to 
as our next Congress begins and in our next Virtual Hill Day. So it's important that we have people that are supportive of diabetes policy, that are understanding of the needs of the diabetes community to be elected to those offices so that we can really help to make some of those policy changes. And you brought up some really great points, and I I really love the personal story. You know, I think that people forget how powerful those personal stories are, and there's power in being an, an individual and a constituent, and that power is your vote. Um, And it it does happen at a very local level and it means something. So, Kate, as we wrap up, I just wanted to highlight that in in addition to these core principles we talked about in this amazing document you put together and the beautiful way that you walked us through how to use it, um, there's also some links to voting and election info. Yes. And I also want to just make sure I give credit to the ADCS advocacy committee because they really put a lot of thought into the document and how people might use it. So as I mentioned, there's election information on our Legislative Action Center, which is really easy to access through our website, diabeteseducator.org. It's on the advocacy dropdown. You just go right to Legislative Action Center. And I think you can also access it by going to diabeteseducator.org forward slash act now. We have also nonpartisan information about voting, uh, where to register, other things like that. The American Diabetes Association has a great document and website about knowing your rights on voting as a person with diabetes, which can be a really helpful tool if your um, clients have any questions. So we have a lot of really great links. It's It's been a growing document. We've, we've added to it as we've gotten closer to the election and new information has become available. But really, it's meant to be just this one-stop resource document for those that are interested in having an impact, in prepping the next Congress for uh, future policy changes. So we hope that you can utilize this document. We hope it's useful to you as diabetes care and education specialists. And as I always say, uh, we're, we're making an impact in the election. We're making an impact in Congress. And hopefully our next step is to have a diabetes care and education specialist running for elected office. And so this will give whole new meaning to our election guide uh, when that happens. So I, I love those final thoughts. Did I get this right? It's get out and vote and consider running for Congress. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we'll change Congress one seat at a time. Thanks to diabetes care and education specialists. Well, Kate, thank you so much for joining us on the huddle and sharing your insight. I hope you come back again soon. Thanks so much for having me. And thanks to everyone for their involvement in advocacy and getting out there and telling your personal stories to make a difference. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of The Huddle, Conversations with the Diabetes Care Team. ADCES is always looking for ways to support the work of diabetes care and education specialists and improve outcomes for people with diabetes. And this year, that means empowering you to cast a vote that aligned with your values as a healthcare professional. Kate laid out practical steps and resources that you'll find in this episode's notes at diabeteseducator.org forward slash podcast. Two easy steps you can take today include using ADCES's Legislative Action Center to find out about your local, state, and federal elections and downloading our new election guide. Find them both at diabeteseducator.org forward slash act now. Membership at ADCES gives you access to the education, networking, and resources to improve your practice and optimize outcomes for your clients. 
Find out what ADCES can do for you at diabeteseducator.org forward slash join. The information in this podcast is for informational purposes only and may not be appropriate or applicable for your individual circumstances. This podcast does not provide medical or professional advice and is not a substitute for consultation with a healthcare professional. Please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions.